All right, shut this. Okay, we're on vibrate. All right. All right. Let you me ready? do that too. I'm terrible with that. I'll probably get a call here or something. Let's turn it off. In fact, let's just do that. And again, if anybody comes over, we're super casual. Okay. Um, this I started the podcast to mimic what it would be like if people could go to bars mm -hmm. when all the bars were closed. Oh, uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah during when the it started. pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's when I started it. Um, oh, what is your last name? Oh, DeCourcy. DeCourcy. Um, all right. Like, do you want me to spell it or does it matter? Uh, we can do that after. Okay. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome to I Know the Owner, a podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm Charlene Wellington. I'm your host and the owner, and I'm here with sidecar owner Bart Tacosi. Hi, Bart. Hi. How's it going, Charlene? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for um, having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a special episode because I'm interviewing a bar owner who's about to close. Yeah. So... Um, you know, to, to everybody's deep, deep chagrin, but you'll have to tell me all about it. Um, but let's start out with, um, how did you get into this business? Uh, well, you know, honestly, I basically have been working in some form of service mm -hmm. since I was, you know, started high school. I got a job at the coffee shop in the mall back mm -hmm. in those days. Did you days. grow up in New York? No, I grew up in Maryland. Okay. And, um, you know, I worked at this coffee shop that was actually really great. They were sort of way ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. um, they had, like, catered food that we would serve, but then they had all kinds of different coffees, cappuccinos, espresso. Uh-huh. And then next to it was, like, a little market where they would sell, like, chocolates and stuff like that. It was a really sweet perfect place. Mm -hmm. um, and I started off as a dishwasher and eventually became a server. Worked there until I went away to college. Um, and, you know, I went to Maryland for a year. Then I went to the University of Vermont. Uh, then I eventually ma made my way down to New York City. And it was in New York City where I got a job as a bar back at the uh, Heartland Brewery. Oh, wow. All places. Was yeah. that on 53rd? Well, I think they have... At one point, they had numerous okay. locations, uh, but this was their first one. It was in Union Square. Okay. I was living with my uncle in Queens. I had been working as a dishwasher at the Vermont Pub and Brewery. Okay. Actually, I was a dishwasher, and then I broke my wrist in a motorcycle accident, so I started hosting, and that's when I started doing uh -huh. front of the house, like, when I was older. And that was at Heartland? That, that was at the Vermont Pub and Brewery. Which, Vermont, okay. So then when I moved to New York, I saw uh -huh. an ad looking for people who were not from New York. I remember, you know, <laughs> they wanted to be like the heartland of America. Okay, and okay. I, sure. you know, and they they also took a Polaroid picture of me at the interview, and so I remember that. It's the only time oh, that's weird. ever happened. Yeah. Um, and I got the job as a busser in a bar back, and after our, a couple weeks, the bartenders just wanted me to be the bar back because... Um, I was You're, very good. You were better at it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was very good at staying out of the way, which I think awesome. was what we, they liked. I mean, we always love a bartender that started as a bar back. Yes. Um, you know, like yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. they know where everything is. They know they're not afraid to work hard. They're not afraid to like pull a roll of toilet paper out of the toilet with their hands. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I, I may be afraid of that by now. I don't know. No, it's, it's gotten even worse. I got yeah, yeah. <laughs> plumbing with my bare hands. So uh, when you broke your wrist. At the Vermont Brewing Company, right? That's right. They they weren't like, well, you're screwed. They let you be a host. 
Yeah. All right. That's good. I was actually hosting and portering. Those were the two jobs <laughs> okay. I could sort of do. Um, yeah, like I, I used to like vacuum the mm-hmm. floor because they had carpets. You know, oh, which wow. I, I still think it's is a so mistake. Yeah, it's so strange <laughs> it's in a restaurant. Um, <laughs> I guess fewer broken glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or if you're uh, like, if you have neighbors underneath, but you shouldn't. That would be stupid. No, yeah, not not in Vermont. They, yeah. you know, they had their own. It was just like the one building on the corner. Um, so, so then you came to Heartland Brewery. And so then I came and went to Heartland Brewery. And then I was a bar back for a while, and then I became a bartender. Mm-hmm. And then I was actually fired. It's the only time in my life Ooh. I've been fired. But they, they sort of cycled through people on a regular basis. Did they give basis. you a reason? Uh, yeah, you know, he... It was like, um, it was actually, there was a snowstorm. I went in mm-hmm. for my Sunday morning shift, you know, because I had like sort of the worst shifts or whatever. Uh-huh. So I was Sunday morning. And then there was supposed to be like a swing guy that went from like noon to like nine and then a night guy. And the swing guy was like, calls me first thing. And he's like, do you mind if I get out of town? Because if I don't leave right now, the snow's coming. So I was like, sure, it's totally dead. So fine by me, you know, mm-hmm. so... So I worked by myself, and then the night guy was like, and by the, by the time the night rolled around, it, the snow was like starting to get pretty So heavy. the night guy didn't want to come so in. So he was like, oh, I'm so cozy here in my bed. Don't Aww. make me come in. So I was like, sure. Uh, I don't care. And so uh, about So you worked at Triple. So I was working at Triple. <laughs> and like midway through the shift, we started getting kind of busy. Now, uh-huh. I, ho- hopefully you've never been to the Heartland Brewery, but if you have, mm. the bar itself is... I think the one in Union Square is actually gone now, but mm-hmm. the bar was really long. They had a service, uh, they had service printers at both ends. Uh-huh. And so basically, even though earlier in the day I was like, you know, I was uh, dusting bottles behind the bar because mm-hmm. I was just kind of so bored, I, uh, and my boss was like, you know, I saw you dusting those bottles because he was like watching me on the camera. Oh, and he's I hate like, that. That's good. That's very good, you know. <laughs> so then come the end of the, so so. Towards the middle of the night part of it, we start actually getting busy because people have been cooped up, sitting in their apartments mm-hmm. all day. It snows out, so they start coming. Yeah. So I was, you know, so I was like going back and forth to both things and like talking to people, whatever. And, um, you know, I I was doing fine, I think, but uh, my boss ends up coming behind the bar uh-huh. and, you know, sort of, and I, I remember like I would be coming down to get the service bar and he would like show me the ticket and then like sort of drop it like you, like you missed oh. this one or whatever. Your and bo- and your like, boss was like middle management at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, he was like a Wall Street guy that yeah. made a lot of money and fancied himself like a deadhead. And so okay. he sort of had thought of himself as some sort of hippie, but he really was just sort of like a miserly, you know, loserish kind of dude. And mm-hmm. um, and he, so like, because I was like, I didn't even think much of it. Because I was like, well, so what? I'm on my way here. It's not uh-huh. like I'm over here like, you know, gabbing with somebody or something. I like I went down there and made drinks over there. Now I'm coming over here to make drinks over here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even it didn't even like sort of register that he was like ins- trying to insult me or whatever. Uh-huh. So anyway, and then he started getting a conversation with these women that were sitting at the bar and I think they were like kind of drunk and I think they were sort of like wait, you know, where is the bartender? I think they made comments like uh-huh. that sort of thing. So so anyway, I mean, he he it was a it was it was a brew pub, so obviously like the wine they had was mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine was Not like good. probably like, you know literally two to three dollars a bottle mm-hmm. was probably the wine they offered you know and so they were drinking this wine and he and then they're like oh you're the owner and they're talking to him or whatever you know he's not like a he's not a very attractive guy but okay. he's not totally unattractive but okay. he was just sort of like you know but he asked me like should I charge them for this and I said well 
it's your place. Do you, I mean, do you want to get laid or don't you? You know, like, I think that's, <laughs> so I may have crossed a little bit of a line by making okay. that comment or whatever. But I still, I, and, uh, so I ended up making pretty good money that night. It was like the most I'd ever made at that point because I uh-huh. worked this like really long shift and it got busy at the end. And, and I remember just being like... Snowstorms are pretty good in New York yeah, for like yeah, local yeah. bars. They, they get cooped up and then yeah. they got to come out in mass. They can't go anywhere. So they're yeah. just going to go to the local spot. Exactly. Um, yeah, I loved it. I was like... Uh, Went out, got nice and drunk after the shift, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on my next shift, I came in, and they, they told me that it was inattentive to service bar, inattentive to customers. Wow. And so that was that. But So so then I went and got a job at Two Boots. Thank you. The one here in Brooklyn. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I worked there for okay. three and a half years. And I, I had, like, put my resume out all over Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then I was like... I was living on 7th Avenue and 12th Street, and I was like, well, let me just try this place that's near me. And I got the job almost immediately. And I, as a waiter at Two Boots, my tip, I made more money than I was making as a bartender at the Union Square because, you know, he made, there was, usually there was like, there was a service bar upstairs, uh-huh. and then there was like a service bar on both ends. Like, on a Friday night, there was five bartenders. Yeah. And a bar back. So you would, you know, after the split was done, you know, like, it really wasn't that great, even though it was, like, a bartending gig or whatever, so. You you can never really tell how, like, you walk into a place like um, um, Heartland Brewery, and you're like, oh, they must make so much money, there's so many seats, there's so much this, and then you go to Two Boots, and it's got, like, a six-seat, like, little star-shaped bar. Right. And... But everybody who sits there is family, and right. everybody has a good time, and there's only you, and so, yeah, you can never really... I yeah. love I love those guys. I didn't realize you worked there. Yeah, I worked there a good long time. Um, I really uh, cut my teeth at that place. It was really difficult. In the summer, you would have such a huge section. Yeah. And it was, you know, and there's kids running around, you know. It took a lot of, um, you know, concentration to kind of get it right. So I, I do, you know... I had a good time working there. Um, I really enjoyed everybody I worked with. I was close and friends with them and all, uh, very much uh, so. And um, and yeah, I was there for like three and a half years. And then mm-hmm. I, so I started, and I then I moved and I lived on um, St. Mark's Place between third and fourth. And that's oh, wow. when I found O'Connor's. And so then that became my like place to go. Okay. And I actually had like little like got into a little uh, fight with my manager uh-huh. um, and uh, well she kind of reprimanded me but you know I felt like she went a little too far so I was like pissed and we went down to O'Connor's for drinks uh-huh. and I kind of and I just sort of decided to ask the bartender at the time I was like hey you you guys don't need a bartender do you? Did you do it in front of the manager to be like no 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 she didn't come with us we, <laughs> okay. we left like I probably went there with like, like two okay. other servers got and it. we all went down there and like and I just happened to ask him I'm like because like, that's a good way to resolve conflict with your staff is just take them out for a drink. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to do, we used to, we used to do that here. Um, we would go to, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, they moved because they had so much trouble with their neighbors. But the place where Patty's is now used to oh, be... Oh, Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Yes. And that's, that was like our sidecar, yes. sidecar's like after drink place. And then, of course, it was um, Jake's for yeah. a long time. Um but I, you know, in the earlier days before I had kids, I would go out with them more often. But, Got it. But yeah, so I was like, you guys wouldn't need a bartender, would you? And he said, yeah, you want to be it. So uh, what year was that? That was 1997, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so then, you know, I worked at uh, O'Connor's for almost 10 years. 
and then um, quit to sort of open this place. And I started planning this place with my brother. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. And was your brother in the business? Yeah, so my brother worked at Blue Ribbon. Got it. And I was working at O'Connor's. Okay. And, you know, he was working at the Blue Ribbon on Sullivan Street at that point. Mm-hmm. So we would see each other at the end of the night, you know, because we both got off at like four. So he would get off at like, you know, they would close the restaurant at four. Uh-huh. And so then he would show up at O'Connor's somewhere around like five. And then um, usually we'd hang out till, I mean, I used to keep O'Connor's open pretty late, you know, <laughs> like. It just didn't yes. ever seem like that big yes. of a deal. Yes. Um, but Pat O'Connor would get in, you know, like, I think, if I can remember correctly, I think he would be in by, like, 7 a.m. So it was, like, 6.30 was, like, all right, like, we got to wrap it up. Uh-huh. You know, no more nothing, like, I got to wipe then, down the bar. It can't be, like... And then the more. owner would come in at 7? Yeah, so I would oh. always just miss him. But, of course, he... He knew because, yeah. you know, like the heat was just turned off like a half an hour ago, mm. so it would still be warm. Probably yeah. still smell cigarettes in the air. You but know? he wasn't watching the cameras. No, there were no <laughs> there were no cameras in O'Connor's, yeah. but, you know. But, yeah, he, and, you know, he sort of knew it went on, I think, and sort of turned, I mean, I think he did it when he was a bartender, too, yeah. you know. It's like, it's, it's what you do. If you, yeah. you know, when I first started working at O'Connor's, that's when, um, that's when I started meeting Freddie's people, basically. Yes. And I used to joke that, like, I started off on Connors working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and I was like, I would make the same amount of money from 6 to 4 a.m. as I would from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. Because I would get uh, Donald, yep. Ben, um, oh, yeah. and uh, Tim. I don't know if you remember Tim. I don't know if I remember Tim. And, um, you know, and I think also Donald would be like, yeah, it's fine, you know. But yeah. I used to stay open late, and Pat used to, you know, yeah, not I'm care, totally and blah, fine. blah, blah. So. I'm like, it's totally fine. Yeah. It didn't work it. It didn't work at Hinterlands because mm. um, we have those big windows mm-hmm. and we're on like a main thoroughfare. Yeah. And, and my my dad used to drive his wife to work down Church Avenue and he'd be like, I drove by at 830 and the lights were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> I'm like, 830 is kind of, I mean, like I said, I, didn't, I don't really, I don't really care as long as you're like paying for, people are paying for shit that they're getting. And, right. Like nothing bad happens. I don't really right. care. Right, it becomes like a you yeah. know free for all, yeah. um, you know, party with yeah. drugs going on and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's a bad scene. It's not good. But if it's just legitimately like a like couple of bartenders, bartenders drinking till yeah. like six or seven in the morning, bartenders got to drink too. Yeah. So, so you and your brother were like, hey, we could do this. Yeah, we talked about it for years, um, and basically it was. You know, what sort of started off was like, well, let's just do a bar with a small menu. Mm-hmm. And then, like you were saying, we kind of, like, I, I didn't want to get a hood because uh-huh. for some reason I thought that, like, a hood was, like, the most expensive thing you could get. Yeah. I, I think it can be if you, uh, if your um, exhaust has to go way up yeah, the building. Yeah, what floor, what floor does this building go up just, to? Just one. Oh, so, yeah. Then it's not that So bad. it wasn't as expensive as I thought because we were thinking about doing just sandwiches at first. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, like designed up a menu of like eight sandwiches or something but then we learned that you if you have anything that's a grease laden vapor I'm sure you yeah. know that term right so then you need a hood so then once we put the hood in we're like well then let's just get regular kitchen equipment we'll put in a stove grill and then you know and we still start off with sort of a smallish menu mm-hmm. um, but it just sort of grew over time we'd run a special people would like it then it would become a permanent addition to the menu then eventually you know because we started off we were open till four uh-huh. um, every with the night kitchen. Yeah, yeah with kitchen and that was That's that nice. was like the blue ribbon influence. Yeah. And I thought and I love that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that um, you know, when I was working at O'Connor's, 
after like midnight, I would always get um, <laughs> I get like a ton of people who were always hungry. They're like, uh, "Can I get a bag of chips? Can I get another bag of chips?" Uh, and I thought, you know, oh, there's so many people out there food, that are, that are yeah. hungry, so we should do great, you know. Um, but you know, it's obviously it's very difficult to, to to do that because the person who's doing the cooking till four in the morning usually gets burnt out after a while. Yeah. it's it's a real long like haul, yeah. you know. If and eventually, you know, what you do is you. One guy comes in a little later, stays later, you know, so they cut down. But by the time you get till four in the morning, it's just one person by themselves. So they kind of break down the kitchen by themselves. Uh And, you know, I used to give, like, bonuses and stuff to try to keep it, like, a little bit more fair for the Mm -hmm. closer. Um, But eventually it just didn't seem to be worth it. So we we cut it back to, like, two. Yeah. And then then I think we cut it back, eventually cut it to one. And this was pre-COVID. Then we were staying open till three on Fridays and Saturdays Uh pre-COVID. Um, and then, uh, but I mean, then since COVID, we like we closed at like eleven. We're like five to eleven, just a regular for the kitchen old restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like, like for example, we went we went to see a show last night, and instead of going to dinner at like five p.m. before the show, we were like, well, let me get out. Let's see, like maybe we'll get something to eat in the city. And it's I mean it's during COVID, but there's nothing decent there's nowhere decent to get like even 11 o'clock food like between midtown and here yeah you know um like you could go to juniors you could go to applebee's but there's no like you know like lucky strike closed and then places like odeon are only open till 10 right now and i was like this shit better get fixed after covid right or is it just like New York sleeps now. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I think the issue really is that, in a sense, it's like, I don't think that there's quite as much, um, it just seems to be sort of ultra specialized, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if apartments are, uh, a two-bedroom apartment in Manhattan, I mean, I don't even know what they cost. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, $4 million or something, you know, that person isn't someone that works like the the, the late shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you had neighborhoods where it was like a better mix of people. Yeah. Then you know when rents are more affordable, you have a, a greater mix of people, and then that's what you have. Mm-hmm. A lot of, most people are nine to fivers, but then there's going to yeah. be people whose shift gets off at like eleven midnight, yeah. whatever. And that was what used to call you know create late night. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think when everything gets so you know like homogenized. Str- yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now everybody that that can afford to live there also have really important things to do in the morning and they're not out late and I think and it's they don't a, want you to be open because they can smell it or they can hear it right yeah they yeah, can yeah. see they're, it yeah well you pay three million dollars <laughs> for an apartment you don't want to be you know kept up and you don't want your, the bar waking up your baby at nine blah blah yeah, blah and it's, it's like, like who put a baby over a bar no yeah, one yeah, do yeah, that yeah 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 I mean that's why <laughs> so, I'm lucky 13 I think they, they just yeah, got into it with their neighbor yeah. you know and, um, I had Melody on a few yeah. a few months ago oh, yeah. and yeah she she uh Went went into it, but yeah, and also I feel like they had like a dark a dark spot against them because they're like counterculture and like motorcycle, right. and people are just like they're Satan worshippers, right? You know, whatever right, it is, right, right, it's right. ridiculous. They're the nicest fucking people, right? Um, so yeah, yeah so so I look at this place and I'm like, this is brilliant. You have like the food in the middle. You don't have like any real like space that's not being used, late night food, it's delicious. So what what went wrong? Uh, you know, 
I mean, restaurants are always going to exist on like kind of a razor thin margin. Yeah. Um, and it used to be, I think, that like we w- we would have some slow months, but then they would pick up, and it, mm-hmm. it would be a little bit of kind of come and go. You could get caught up. You know, you fall mm-hmm. a little bit behind with your meat guy or fish guy or whatever. Yeah. And then you know you get busy enough, then you get caught up, and it was kind of had that sort of cycle going for a long time. Um, but really, you know, right around after the ten year mark, mm-hmm. it really kind of started the slower parts started growing larger and larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just kind of becomes impossible to sort of oh, function. This is my water, know? right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, so it, it hadn't been doing well pre-COVID. Uh-huh. And then COVID came along and uh, and then basically I got PPP money. So I was like, all right, let's get back let's, at it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I got PPP a second time. Uh-huh. So that's basically the only reason I could kind of keep it afloat was that money. Okay. But of course, when the money came in, I also had to settle up with my landlord. Yeah. So it's like, well, here's a check for $50,000, you yeah. know, like, so, um, so it wasn't quite as much as you'd think. I and, mean, you know, yeah. in that regard. So, you know, I, I, so I'd been kind of thinking about it for a long time and I, I sort of thought like, well, if worse comes to worse, I guess I could turned it into a bar mm-hmm. but I always kind of pictured it being still being sidecar and just uh-huh. just having like a ghosted kitchen and I thought you know people are going to walk in and they're going to be like why why do you mean I can't get food why do you you have this kitchen what, what happened you uh-huh. know and I was just going to make more people angry than you know than than and then gain any customers and so that's when I was like yeah. I think it really if I'm going to do that I have to like shut it down, do a little remodel, and kind of relaunch it as something totally Are you going to change it? Are you going to change the name? And- yeah, so okay. I'm changing the name. Um, it's going to be called Rulos. It's my Say it again? Rulos. Spell it. R-U-L-L-O and then apostrophe S. Rulos. Rulos. Okay. My, my grandmother's maiden name was Rulo. Um, it's my Italian side of the family. Got it. And, um, you know, it was my wife that sort of mentioned it. Like, what about mm-hmm. Rulos as the name of the new place? That's a good name. And I was like, huh. And I, like, really liked it. And there's kind of, like, you know, my mom is Irish. My dad was Italian. And so, like, my mom will often say about the Italians, oh, they think they know what everybody's... They think they know, they know what you're thinking uh-huh. without you saying anything. Like, I don't, I don't think I read minds. What am I, I'm not a Rulo. <laughs> you know, and I thought, you know, it kind of works for me, too, because, you know... In service, you're kind of reading people's minds. Yeah. You know, you know what they, like, need, you know, like, uh, before they do sometimes. And so I thought that was, like, a nice little inside joke for me. But I ultimately just sort of like the way it ro- like, kind of, like, has a nice mm-hmm. ring to it, I think. And, you know, by working at, from working at O'Connor's for so long, I kind of like the idea of, like, the, the name of, like, uh, the family name yeah. as a bar. Yeah. But I'm not going to do, like, you know, O'Connor's or something like that. I'm not going to, you know, the, those names are a little like, bit tired. I, uh-huh. You know, it's, like, at this point, but... Because my mom, of course, was like, Rulo, why are you naming it after Italians? They don't drink. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, my they mom's just drink slowly. Name, yeah, my mom's <laughs> name is King. And I'm like, there's just too many King Kings, this. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't, it's not even, if I hear King, I don't necessarily think Irish, even though my, yeah. it's from my mom's side. But and my mom's mother's side is McConville. But like, okay. so that sounds Italian to me, but uh, I mean, Irish to me, but um <laughs> But yeah, I feel like if, you know, I don't know. Rules just had a nice ring to it. And I yeah, thought I can, I like I can start to see it and I can kind of picture it. And yeah. So, so. you have to have some kind of food. I mean, I, yeah, that's a little that's, bit up in the air what I'm going to do. the law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm planning on having, uh, it keeps changing, but I'm thinking about having tamales. 
Okay. And so and getting I, like a tamale lady to bring them, or well, yeah, or I would just maybe buy like a couple hundred frozen ones a week, and then oh, keep okay. them here, and then maybe you know pull them from the freezer the night before, and then I can just like throw them in the microwave. I can whip up a little sauce to go with them. Mm-hmm. I still have so much kitchen yeah. stuff. Like even if I do auction off all the stuff, I'm still gonna have stuff to create mm-hmm. stuff. So and. I have, you know, plenty of room and workspace downstairs. So that's my plan for now. I also get my bread right now from Runner and Stone on 3rd Avenue. Uh-huh. And so he mentioned, he's like, you know, we have sandwiches and pretzels and stuff if you oh, want. Oh, there you go. So I might, I, I, I'm still, and my wife mentioned, like, what, why don't you look into getting, you know, Court Street Grocers sandwiches, you know. So I, I'm not totally sure what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to have something, but it's just going to be something that the bartender can kind of grab for people it's not okay. gonna be I'm not, I can't I don't want to have I basically don't you want, want you want this to be a one man show yeah basically yeah yeah I mean that's you know payroll for a restaurant you know comes comes due every Monday you yeah. know and it's like it's a lot so um, and you know I yeah, I mean you have a lot of stuff you have four on right now that I can see I have yeah I have two two kitchen guys and a dishwasher right now and, and then, then a bartender two, and a server. And a bartender and a server. So that's five people that you're paying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a lot. my prep book just left, as you know. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so that's I mean, six people. Yeah. That's so a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Day. That's why you got to be busy every day to yeah. make it work. And you know, I think, I think really, you know, there's a couple things that really kind of changed. I think one is the whole delivery culture. Uh huh. You know, I think that the the Amazon like influence on our daily lives has yeah. kind of really changed the way people um, do things, you know. And so, and then everything is like on an, is so convenient and on an app and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're, we're we're kind of selling an experience, you know. Like yeah. you're gonna come in and you know, so we can sell food to go, but it doesn't sell it doesn't, as much yeah. like as like a pizza place or a Thai place yeah. or, something, or you know Chinese food or something like that. You know, it's like yeah. it doesn't so. I w- yeah, I wouldn't get food from here to go. Like, your food is good, but I would want to sit here and, yeah. like, be served and eat it. And right. I don't want to, like, eat on my couch I mean, if paper. you if you sit here and pay $27 for a steak, you're like, oh, it's delicious. The fries yeah. are nice and hot and crispy. It's, yeah. You know, and then if you get it delivered, and the fries are going to be soggy when they get there, you know. And, and then so. if you're going through, like, Seamless, the devil. Yeah. Or something like that. Your $27 steak is now, like, $57 steak. Right. And it's like, it better be really fucking good for $57, and it's much worse than it would be if you ate it here. Right, right. Because, like, you don't even know, like, how long that guy took to bring it. You don't know if that was the first stop. Oh, like, we got and- rid of their drivers. We we did seamless, like, years ago, uh-huh. and it was just such a shit show that we, we just fucking canceled it. First, we started, we tried to do delivery ourselves. Uh-huh. You know, like that was way back. It lasted uh-huh. like a month. Okay. Because like the only way people knew was through social media uh-huh. or by coming in. We put like up on the board, I think. Yeah. And um, but it just didn't really take off. And so we sort of stopped. And then Seamless came around. We tried it. Mm-hmm. But um, that was an absolute nightmare. I mean, there was people on Ocean Parkway getting our food. Yeah. And like calling us and, and being like, where is it? They said it would be here half an hour ago. I'm like, I have like, no I'm- idea where it is. <laughs> There was one time people ordered the food and we boxed it up for them and it sat for like mm-hmm. 45 minutes. And I was like, you know, I, I don't I, remember what I did. But I might be incriminating myself here, but I was like, by law, I should almost throw this shit out. It's yeah. almost like a, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's going to suck when it gets there, but 
Um, and then, you know, and dealing with the drivers, a lot of them, um, they knew that, like, this place was a good place for tips. Yeah. So they would kind of, like, claw over each other to get here. Yeah. Or they'd claim it when they were, like, 20 miles away. Yes. And then, so then they get here, like, oh, 30 minutes yeah, later. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because these things don't really generate enough. They're, 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 to me, like, this kind of gig... Um, market economy mm-hmm. or whatever is really like we're all kind of suffering from it I oh think. yeah so, absolutely so like the idea that like the only way they can make this work is that there's actually no supervision over these guys yeah. because otherwise that would eat into the profits too much and yeah. from what I understand Seamless has taken losses for years because you know really yeah it's like like it's like a lot of these things they're like they're impossible they would never make sense you know yeah. 50 years ago you had a business plan and you said well we're gonna we're gonna lose money hand over fist for like five years but yeah. then we plan to get market share Eventually, yeah. and that will make up for it. So That's they can, crazy. so they can just, you know. Or they can sell their data. They can, yeah. Or they, or they can, can sell, sell their data. data. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know their finances, but I, I know that I have heard that. There's like mm-hmm. lots of things that kind of come up. You know, yeah. there was, um, what was the other one? Blue Apron was another one where uh-huh. there was like they're delivering like whole meals, and you kind of like finish cooking them or something like yes. that. So there was like so many of those things going on for a while. And some of them fizzle out, you know, because yeah. they get, you know, hedge funds throw in a mm. couple hundred million to this project. And then yes. when, the, when it, if it when fails, they're like moving on to the next thing. But in the meantime, you know, and these places will also offer like crazy deals, you know, like yeah. 50% off your first two orders, you yes. know. So when they take this big hit and yeah. obviously people are going to say like, well, why not? Why not try it? Uh-huh. But then as they try it, they're like not trying me, you know, yes. they're not going out. They're staying yes. in. It's all it's all worse for like the sort of culture. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I you know, and you got to kind of suffer through it. We did DoorDash. Uh, we did another one. And I also heard that they like can choose what to pick up based on the tip. I don't know if that's true or not, mm. but you, when, like when you order from them, you put a tip on. Right. And so I think, and I don't know for sure that they can see the tip. Mm-hmm. And so if you put a low tip or no tip, your food might not get picked up right. and it might just sit there forever. And so. that's why we, so eventually I just was like, fuck it, we'll go back to Seamless. Uh-huh. I'll get it. I'll get one of these e-bikes mm-hmm. and we'll just deliver it ourselves and we just have the dishwasher runs out. And that's what you do? And that's what we do. That's what oh, we've that's been great. doing for a while. Um, yeah, and it's good. The dishwasher makes more money. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, it's pretty hard on them. You know, I've, I've filled mm-hmm. in for the dishwashers a number of occasions and when you got to stop what you're doing to get on the bike uh-huh. and, you know, you know, if, like on the one hand, at the end of it all, uh-huh. if you've made like an extra 50 bucks, you're like, okay, that was pretty great. But if, uh, on the other hand, if you like stop what you're doing to go take this thing and the, the tip is $2 or something like that, which it's does really happen. really not worth it. Then it's just like, it's more annoying than anything else. Because now you come back and you're way behind in dishes, you know, and mm-hmm. like you can never, you, the, the best way to be a dishwasher is to like sort of get into a rhythm and kind of get, stay on top of it. Uh-huh. So you don't get like buried in all this shit to do. And that's the only way that you don't, like, lose your mind doing the job, I think. Yeah. So, like, the constant interruption of the, this and the other, you know, it doesn't support, like, its own person to do it. So it has to be the dishwasher. And I'm sure they're they're glad when they get the tips at the end. Um, yeah. But I think it does make their job actually a lot harder. Um, and, like, it's cold out. Or and it's, it's too cold hot out. out. It's raining. Or it's raining. Yeah. The, more, the worse the weather is, the, the more the, more orders, the deliveries go yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I definitely sort of lost my enthusiasm for the whole thing like mm-hmm. slowly over time um, 
you know, I was very, I'm very attached to the place. It, you know, I often jokingly refer to it as my first, first child. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, but you know, children eventually get potty trained and can walk on their own That's and true. Can kind of do, do things on their own. And this, this sort of never... always needs constant attention. And yeah, and I, you never... know. I always sort of thought, like, well, if you can make it through the first, you know, 10 years, yeah. then, then you'll have such it a reputation, and you'll, you know, there's going to be a day when we're going to have to have a wait for tables, on, you know, at 2 a.m., yeah. you know, and I had all these grand uh, designs, and, um, but it just didn't really come to pass, you know, like, I remember when we opened, people would say all the time, they're like, oh, there's all these condos going up, this is going to be so good yeah. for you, and it's like, we have <laughs> never... Like from the day we opened till till now, yeah. like we've never really done any better than we did in the beginning, you know. Uh -huh. And it's like the condos don't necessarily equate to that, yeah. you know. Because I one thing I have definitely noticed is there's a lot of like people who used to live in Manhattan, mm -hmm. and then they they come to Brooklyn because it's like cheaper. Yeah. Um, but then they still like do their thing in Manhattan, and they don't trust like Brooklyn uh, restaurants. They think it's like. Oh. Trash, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I had no idea. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I had a woman tell me once, I, I said, it was like Sunday brunch and we were uh -huh. like jamming. And I said, it's going to be about 10, 15 minutes. And she said, I don't wait for tables in Brooklyn and walked right back out. <laughs> and I was like, well... Take it on the arches. You know. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, Jesus I mean, Christ. I grew, I grew up in Brooklyn, and I was definitely a Manhattan snob. I was like, I don't hang out in Brooklyn because this didn't exist. Right, 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 When right. I grew up, there was, like, like if this had existed in, like, 1997, I would have been here all the time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? Um, I remember um, I was living in Brooklyn and working in Manhattan, and there was, like, a period of time... Um, I worked in hotels, so I used to get out at 2 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. for a while. And we used to always go out drinking after work, and we would have, like, two hours, and we would get wasted, and it would, like, ruin the next day. So it was a short period of time where we were, my friends and I decided we were not going to go out and get drunk after work. We would go to Blue Ribbon and have, like, fancy dinner mm -hmm. at, you know, 1.30 in the morning yeah. or 2 a.m. And it was amazing, and I was like... This is for us. Like, this is for all the hotel workers that get out of work right. at, like, midnight or 1 a.m. and still want... Like, you don't want to sit in a shitty diner. Not there's anything wrong with diners. I love diners. Yeah. Um, but you want to have, like, a nice steak or, you yeah. know, like, like, something fancy. I mean, Sullivan Street is, You want like it to be dark. Fabulous. You want to yeah. have a martini. Yeah. Um, I know so, so many podcasters who would love coming here mm -hmm. after a show at the Bell House. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um... um for sure, we we yeah, a lot of people love the late night thing. We got a lot of um, musicians, you know. But, it's 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 really. Yeah. But it, as much as I love it, I'm not going out. Like I'm like, oh, what a shame! You're not you're not doing a restaurant. Like I love it, but I'm not here mm -hmm. eating. Mm -hmm. So who am I to be like? Don't shut it down. I want it. Right. Because I, if I wanted it, I would have been here. Right. Right. And I feel like. Like a lot of people who are showing up this month because right. you announced that you're closing, and they're like, "Oh, how could you do that?" And it's like, "Where the fuck you been?" Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I try. I, I, I think I used to get sort of uh, very. Bit, I was very bitter about it for a long time. Uh -huh. I think, and I used to think to myself, like, you know, these fucking people. But then I had to kind of like take a step back and sort of realize, like, you know, if you think about it, people on an individual level, you know, like. They, they, they were able to buy a place upstate and then they go there for uh -huh. the weekends. Like, yeah. you know, 
I mean, which is something I'm not interested in, but, like, at the same time, I can understand why people like to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, so you can't really blame this collection of individual actions that people do that was just, like, part of their life. But yeah. But it definitely seems to me that there's something sort of, um, you know, lacking now that used to sort of... I, I felt like there was more, like, kind of just energy to the city, you know, yeah. like, that would, that would carry on yeah. until later in the night and stuff like that. You know, and I remember thinking, like, oh, you know, it's so quiet at night here, but one day when, the, you know, when it comes down from 9th Street, yeah. and it kind of slowly moves its way down, and I think it's, like, to, like, 12th Street at this point. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot more busy down there. Yeah. Um, which we know from Mark's uh, foot traffic counter, from Mark from the bid. Oh, yeah, he counts foot traffic? They, they have foot track, uh, foot traffic counters like in different spots and I like, did not so, know that yeah like down by the arena obviously it's like you know uh -huh. it's insane down there and then it's it gets less and less but there's a huge huge drop off from 9th street to 15th street okay so, um but anyway I kept thinking that eventually it would sort of come but like we were talking about earlier you know I think if you buy a two million dollar you know one yeah. bedroom apartment you're probably not out gallivanting at yeah. night, you know. You need you know you need to have space for, you know, uh, servers who can live in the yeah. neighborhood. You know what I, I mean? Know. And then people who, or just even like you know, guys that drive delivery trucks or yes. something, and they get off at midnight, and yeah. you know, like sort of more blue collar. You yeah. have to have options for blue collar people to work here if you want that sort of like energy to kind of yeah. go. It has to be a mix. And I think when you get one sort of blanket type of people. Yeah. And they kind of like do things and the they, same way. They move in the same patterns. Like it, it started to get like, I could, I would immediately know when like school was out, you know, yes, like, cause it's cause like, there's nobody it's like, around. Why is it so, oh God, it's school a three day weekend. Yeah. You know, like, yes. cause you know, like they, three day weekends never, never mean a day off for me. So I don't, yeah, I don't no, like think ahead of them. I don't think about them. it either. <laughs> um, and then, and then like, like my trainer or something will be like, no, I'm not coming in that day because it's a holiday. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know it was a holiday. No right. one told me. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, like, well, it's kind of shitty that you, because you move into a neighborhood because it has, like, cute little places, and then you don't go there. Right. And it's like, why even move to that neighborhood? Go live somewhere where there's nothing. Yeah. And let, like, let, let your apartment be valued at less money so that like a server can live there or like six servers can live there right. and split the rent. Yeah, and I think, you know, also just the idea that you that every single thing you need from toothpaste to like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, bed sheets is just like a very click, easy yes. click away. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I mean, I, I was thinking about how sort of Exhausting but in exciting, like going Christmas shopping used to be. Because mm, I would yeah. I would just go hit the pavement and like yeah. go to stores, and I'd be like, oh, that's good for so and so. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'd spend like two days doing it, like yeah. on December twenty second, twenty third. And then you get a drink somewhere that and you then, normally yeah, don't get a drink. Day, you go get go get yeah. drinks and hope or you, you don't get forget. lunch in the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You hope you don't forget the, you know, the presents. Yeah, by the yes. time you leave and. Um, but yeah, like just going like, oh, I need this. So I'm going to go mm -hmm. out and it's like, oh, well, while I'm out, I'm going to jump in here and get a sandwich or I'm going to go do this. And it just kind of keeps you yeah. in the neighborhood. And it's like all these things are right at your sort of fingertips. And I, you know, I try to, um, you know, support local places, whatever I can, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not going to go buy them elsewhere. In fact, yeah. I try to not even buy things on Amazon. Um, uh. But one time so I got hard. a beach blanket. I used to go to uh -huh. Amazon, find the thing I liked, and then I'd go to their webpage and just buy it. You know, so oh, I do yeah. like the inverse yeah. of what people do. Yep. 
So I did that. I went to the webpage. I bought this like beach blanket, and it came in an Amazon box anyway. And I was oh. like, uh, "All right, you got. You, I give up. I give up." That you know, sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. No. And I mean, you know, my brother-in-law has a like a pool company. They like do uh-huh. like pool cleaning and opening mm-hmm. and closing and stuff like that. You know, he used to sell a ton of uh, chemicals. Was a big part of his business selling no. the chemicals. And now he doesn't sell any of them because everybody gets them on Amazon. So it's like, I I, I think the idea, and I mean, that's just like my brother-in-law, you know? Yeah. And I I think if you, you know, you could talk to a hundred people and you'd find out where they're getting kind of screwed out of it. And and on top of that, I think it also has just had a huge effect on how people sort of view their time. And like, so they're like, oh, this is convenient. And, but... But really what I think is sort of going on is that you, you end up taking on more responsibilities from work because mm-hmm. since, you, since you're not going to the grocery store, you don't notice that you're actually putting more time at work answering your emails. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, 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 yeah. I see it as like a very dark sort like of Like you don't turn. make the stop on your way home, so you get home 20 minutes earlier and then you like open your computer and start right. doing work. Right, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so you're We're like... We're all fucked then. You're so busy... You know, that you're forced to kind of do these quick, convenient things, and you don't even realize it's happening because each time it gets more convenient mm-hmm. for you to do it doesn't allow you to realize, like, sort of what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really funny. We, we, I don't know how I'm going to bring it back to this, but we saw, I'm bragging, we saw Moulin Rouge on Broadway last night. Oh, nice. And in the beginning, you know, like, the guy comes to France and he walks into a cafe and he comes across two men arguing and he joins in. And I was watching that moment and I got like nostalgic because you used to like, I would be like, oh, I'm going clothes shopping. And I would get on the train and I would go into the village and I would hit like two, three stores. And then I would just go sit in a bar, like a bar I'd never been to before. And then before I knew it, I was in a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. And like, I was there until three in the morning. And that, like, that never happens anymore. Like, I never just, like, wander into a place and meet people and just, like... You know what? That reminds me. When I was working at Heartland Brewery, I was Uh living with my uncle in Queens, but I wanted to get an apartment in Brooklyn. Uh Uh-huh. And a friend of mine that I worked with, she was like, well, you know what we should do? We should go to a bar, and we'll just start talking about it and see what happens. Yeah. And then, you know... uh, So we we were just chatting about it, and and the bartender himself was like... Did I hear you say you're looking for an apartment? And we're like, yeah. And then it ended, like, what happened was he was like, I'm trying to get rid of my apartment. So I went and looked at That's it. That's amazing. It was on Atlantic Avenue. It was this huge place. And I was kind of like, I, I think while he was showing it to me and my eyes are getting big, like, this place is awesome. Uh-huh. The rent is great. He realized he didn't want to leave. And then he sort of changed his mind about <laughs> leaving, you know? And then... Um, that's amazing. But, yeah, it was... I, I, I mean, I think that's absolutely true, you know? Like, I mean, it was really funny that it just happened to be the bartender, but that was her advice. Like, let's go get a drink at a bar. We'll just start talking about yeah. it. Let's see what happens. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's good advice. That's good advice, guys. Yeah. Um, whenever I travel, my... my um, my like trick that I like to do, like if I stay at a hotel, first I have a drink at the hotel bar and I strike up a conversation with a hotel bartender and then I find out like where they go drinking mm-hmm. and then I go there and then I like find out where they go. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I don't want an advice on what to see from the hotel bartender because they're used to giving tourist advice. Right. So I'll ask them where they drink and then I'll go to that bar and I'll ask that bartender like, hey, what do you guys like do for fun? So I can see like other cool stuff. Mm. But yeah, I hope that's not. I hope bartenders uh, are not a thing in the past. They, they're always. There's always a tech company that's like, 
now you can order without talking to the bartender. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like, who, 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 what, what customers don't want to talk to the bartender? Yeah, that's exactly like that's what they why they're do. sitting at the bar. If they didn't want to talk to the bartender, they would sit at a table. Right. Bartenders are awesome. Or drink at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I else? mean, I do think that. Uh, I, I think no matter what happens, we'll always mm-hmm. have to have a, a saloon. Yeah. You know, like I, I unfortunately I think there's lots of different ways to get food, uh, you yes. know, as you see. And um, but when it comes to like the human interaction and the and the wanting to like mm-hmm. a get a drink to unwind and then b have somebody there to unwind with. Yeah. I don't think that would ever. I mean. I hope not. AI got really good. <laughs> they could put an AI yeah, bartender back there, I'm sure. Like Star Trek. But sure. otherwise, I, I think that that, that, that idea that, that, like, that, that human... people need that sort yeah. of interaction, I, I think that that's, like, untouchable. But I also thought there would never be a tragedy that would keep people from going to bars. No. I was like, when times are good, people go to the bar. Right. When times are bad, people go to the bar. I couldn't fathom that there would be something that people would not be able to go to the bar to deal with. Right. And here we are. Right. And it's so, seemingly going on forever. forever. You know, we keep saying like, oh, well, when we get past this and it's like, there's no, like, I don't think that we're ever going to get past it. I don't really. know that we I are. Mean, I think we'll just get used to it. I think so, so too, yeah. So was this, this last wave of Omicron, was that like the final straw? Well, I mean, it, it certainly had me biting my nails, but I had, I had basically made the decision back in October. I had been thinking about it for a long time. And then I thought, you know, because I'm kind of like foolishly optimistic all the mm-hmm. time. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe the summer will be different now. Yeah. Like they've been upstate all this time. Yeah. They uh-huh. must be bored stiff of it. You can come to New York. It's, mm-hmm. it's You can be outdoors. Maybe they'll come back for the summer. But no, they didn't really. No. So it was like July was, um, July was dead. August was dead. September was dead. October was dead. And then it started to pick back up in like November. Yeah. And then, but of course, Boom. November is... November, December is very tough because yeah. you get, for me, you know, it's like uh, you have the week of Thanksgiving is usually dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to do pretty well the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and then the yes. weekend was dead, but we don't even really get that anymore. It we seems don't like people really go for the either. whole week now. Yeah. And also there's nobody to come home to here. That's what's so weird. Yeah. How is that? I don't know. Like, like there's nobody left here that has kids that went to college. That they come that back That are coming here. back. I mean, maybe it's that, like, by the time your kid graduates, you just sell your place and move on. Yeah, maybe. And then they go home to wherever you're living. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Or they just go to South I've Beach. I've always thought that. I'm like, everybody. where is everybody going? And or, if, or why the isn't there some people coming here? Or the family rents a house upstate for the holidays. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Something I like don't that. know. And then... So you, you know they take out taxes on the twentieth, then you then you hit the yes. skids on like the twenty sixth. Yes. And then it starts to pick up again, but then you hit the skids for Christmas again, yeah. and then they take taxes out again on the twentieth. Yeah. And so like those that that one month period is so like the twentieth to the twentieth, the twentieth of November to the twentieth of December is an extremely hard time, and then December seemed like it was coming, it was going to do all right, and then Omicron hit, yeah. and I was like you know so there was there was a point when I thought maybe I should just quit while I'm ahead uh-huh. and then um, just try to launch the bar and just tell everybody I'm real sorry, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, cause I was like afraid, like what if I just actually run out of all my money and then how am I going to get the bar open, you know? Yeah. And so I had a thought of just like sort of just turning the lights off and, and just putting a sign in the window 
But then I was like, nah, I, I, let's give it a week and see how it mm-hmm. goes. And then I made the announcement, and of course, there's a lo- large yeah. outpouring of support, and then people, we were crowded right away, and so and it turned out to be okay. Yeah, and yeah. are people, have people been coming the past, like, yeah. since you made the announcement? Yeah, definitely. And That's we also great. were on the news. Um, oh, I didn't know you were on the news. Yeah, they, they sent me an email through the webpage, uh-huh. and luckily I just happened to see it because uh-huh. like, like I haven't even checked email today uh-huh. you know I'll, I'll check it tomorrow morning but I sometimes go three days without I hate email you know like I yeah just, like, yeah you know there's a reason why when, I ended up where I am <laughs> and, and then people get mad it's not because I'm, I'm like an email this isn't guy. an email based business no yeah. but anyway I just happened to check it and it had her numbers it was like oh from eyewitness seven news do you want oh. and I was like so I called her and I was like yeah sure and she said okay good because they're on their way so, oh that's awesome yeah totally and That's so they great. came and they interviewed me here for like 20 minutes, and then it was on that night. It, wow. The, the turnaround was amazing. And then did you have people in here the next day? And then, yeah, I started having people in here the next day. You know, I had a guy stop by yesterday. He came at 3. We weren't open yet. Uh-huh. But he's like, I saw you guys on the news, and I never knew this place existed. It looks like a great place, you know. I'll be Damn back. It. I'll be back, you know. <laughs> I know. It's like if, if you'd come uh, five years ago, you? you'd have been a regular. And yeah. he definitely, I mean, I have no idea, but he definitely seems to me to be like a like more of like what you... Brooklyn people used to be, which is uh-huh. like they live here, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, because it's kind of what you need is people that you know. Like, uh, everybody should go on vacation, you know, time mm-hmm. to time. But then you spend more time where you live, you know. Yeah. Like, but what are you gonna do? I mean, you know, like we have this family that used to come, that loves the place, comes every Monday, but mm-hmm. then they're they're in Maine the whole summer, you yeah. know. And it's like, well, if I had a place in Maine, I would be like, and I could go. And my kids could be out in the, in the yeah. you know, in the in nature and running around and swimming in ponds. Like, I would be, like, I'm living my greatest sure. life, you know? But who has a job where you could just go to Maine in the summer with your kids? I mean, I think, <laughs> I think the... I mean, the, the pandemic I think he's a pretty wealthy it. guy. He's a lawyer. Got it. So I yeah. think the wife probably can just stay with the kids in Maine. Yeah. And, he, while he, and then he probably goes up. And comes back and forth between the city and Maine. Okay. But even that, I mean, is he flying there or is he? He probably flies. Like I, I have no I idea. Know. If I had to drive there from New York, I, I mean, I can't even. The idea of like sitting in New York traffic every Friday and every Sunday, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. gives me I anxiety. Mean, I, it's like, I, yeah, I mean, people that get a weekend place upstate and they spend the whole week, like four hours each way, I don't get it. I don't either. Um, I, 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 I honestly, I can't. I mean. I, if I had something like that, I probably would just go like two weeks in the summer, and then I'd go every time there was a break from the school. Probably yeah. I might do something like that, but I, the, the weekend warrior stuff, just like you know. And I mean, I don't know. At some point, I also think like, well, why not just make like if you or if you like that more, why don't you just stay there? Yeah. You know, like why I come back. You know, like I, I, I'm definitely a person that like sort of, you know kind of fell in love with the city when I got yeah. here. I just, like, I love the vibe. I love the energy of it, you know? And um, or at least I like the... to be a part of it. And I like, and I'm a total, like, impatient baby about, like, what do you mean? How far, like, what do you mean I can't get beer any time I want? I or know. I, I need a gallon of milk. I don't want to walk more yeah. than one block. Or I'm yeah. like, what the hell is going on? You know? Like, yeah. And, like, you know, when you're in those places, they shut down. And yes. So, yes. And, you know, I'm not the best planner sometimes. Uh, so. No, I'm like you. And yeah. then I'm like, 
I'm like, surely there'll be like a Walgreens open 24 hours, and then like yeah. we're driving around all night looking yeah. for a fucking Walgreens. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess if the people in this neighborhood were a little bit less wealthy, then at least when they went to Maine, they would have to like sublet their apartment. Right. And then those subletters would come here. Right. But right. they're so wealthy that they ha- they bought these really expensive apartments. And now they're sitting there empty. Right. So yeah, that's that's kind of shitty. Wealthy people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, they <gotta laughs> leave us all behind. But no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, like um, one of those it's like, like not how the economy works. Right. It, it, it's really started to feel like uh, New York City itself has become sort almost like a like a beach town. Like it's like yeah. totally busy for one ch- chunk of the year. Yeah. So if I had like you know an ice cream shop in you know Jersey Shore, you know. So then, yeah, you hire a bunch of teenagers and you do the summer and then you just shut it down for yeah. four months. Like, if I could do something like that, you know, I probably would. But, like, at the now, same time... I think you're onto something. So shut this down in the summer and then go open an ice cream shop. Yeah, just, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all the deal. Go get work in the summer. And then you can sublet this. Right. I mean, because the other... I mean, you know, a real issue for me also yeah. is maintaining my crew, you know? Yeah. Like, so, like, even if... Hell obviously yeah. it's not... You know, possible, but if I did something like that, the idea, like obviously they would go get new jobs, mm-hmm. they wouldn't necessarily come back. Yeah. But like the continuity of good employees that know what they're doing is so important. But then that's also why you yeah. sort of can't really fuck with their hours. You know, no, yeah, you I can't. like to try to get it so that they have two days off in a row. Everybody works a schedule that doesn't like burn them out. Cause, yeah. You know, like. I mean, it's the right thing to do, but it's also just like it's a, it's a good policy, I think. You know, Absolutely. like so that, and you know, and I've retained people, and you know, I don't want to. Are you going to be able to? I keep... think these guys are staying till the end. I don't think anybody's. Like they even told me, he's like, oh, you know, I said, oh, I think I can get you guys a job at Blue Ribbon, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, well, I, I think I have one lined up, but thanks. Oh, and I'm awesome. like, oh, you do? So are you? I mean, but you're but you're you're not going to start till <laughs> February, right? And I like. Because I was oh, kind of hoping no. to be like, hey, you know, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, try to get you guys a job when it's over, so uh-huh. hopefully they don't sort of just quit to get another job, which yeah. would be a reasonable thing to do, yeah, you know, from their perspective. But, but yeah, that's why it's like so. If you, if, that's why a restaurant needs to be really busy. At least it has to be busy. It can't go through long pe- periods yeah. without doing it. And you know, I, I couldn't for the longest time. I just was like, no, no. Like this not this is not right. Like I got a I got a fucking awesome place. It's yeah. beautiful. The food is great. People love it. They have a great time here. This just doesn't make sense. It's gotta it's gotta come back around. It's gotta come back around, you know? Yeah. And then it's just like it just kinda kept not. And then I had to sort of eventually I kinda wish come to grips. people knew that that was happening, because maybe people would be like I know. people would be like, Oh man, we better go by. You know, I, uh, years ago, I was like, what if you just said you were closing? And then everyone's like, no. Yeah. And then I'll be like, all right, I won't, you know? But I was like, I don't want to get caught in this weird publicity stunt. And like, Yeah, that's true. But I, I mean, I was I was kind of dying to say it, you know? Like, yeah. you guys got to realize something. You know, I didn't know how I could possibly word that without, you know, I, I'm very big on like what I call like not breaking the fourth wall, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, as servers, that's why I tell them when I hire them here, you know, like, look, you know, when you get here, you got to kind of turn it off because yeah. it's not about you; it's about them. And so, you know, 
we're not going to talk about like how drunk we got last night yeah. or or the fact that you don't like this thing on the menu or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. We don't need to know your personal stuff. Yeah. You know, this we is have good. To keep, this is fresh. We right. just got, yeah. We just got to keep it sort of yeah. focused and, you know, and in some ways that applies to me as well. Yeah. Dealing with the certain staff, you know, like I can't like always constantly like be telling them that like we're not doing well, you know. You got to keep a straight face sometimes, yeah. you know. So Yeah. Um you know, I think when I when I had a staff meeting to let them know, I think they all thought I was going to tell them that I was just going to close for, like, the winter. Uh-huh. And I think the, the handwriting was on the wall. They all see it. We're, they're all sitting around. There's no business coming in. And I think they can sense, like, this isn't going to last mm-hmm. long. But I don't, I don't think they were expecting me to say I'm closing down the restaurant for good. So, um, but, I mean, you know, certainly if I had gotten the restaurant revitalization fund money, I could have ridden it out for another yeah. couple of years and just and sort yeah. of seen. I could have... I could have paid to see if, if at some point it was going to sort of get better, um, but without getting that money, yeah. uh, kind of made my cho- the choice for me. And in some ways, you know, it's like I don't know, you know, it's like I, I do love the place. I'm I'm very attached to it, but you know, when you get your heart broken over and over and over again, yeah. you know, like it just kind of gets to a point where I'm like I'm kind of actually looking forward to the future. I'm very much looking forward to being behind the bar again. And oh, you're like, gonna get back behind yeah, the bar? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, my plan is to try to like sort of get by on tips, and then whatever the place makes helps, uh-huh. you know, pay off some of the debts that I've accrued. Got it. And and then also, just want to make sure that I'm stable, so I'm paying rent on time. My yeah. landlord has been very patient with me over the years, um, but I'd like to get to a point like I was in the beginning, where I just sort of am, I'm on time, and it's that's that, you know. And yeah. I don't, don't want to have to worry about that whole thing. So. Should it do well enough that I don't have to bartend, I probably would pull back. Um, but I, I think I'm going to need to, um, you know, essentially I just want to kind of like not have to pay too many people too, you know, like. And but as soon as I can, if I can afford it, I probably will get there at some yeah. point. Or I if mean, it's busy you can't enough. bartend every shift; you'll burn yourself out. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> You're um, not twenty. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I'm, not, I'm like <laughs> we tr- we try it and then. And, and I have kids, so I've been getting up at, like, the crack of dawn oh, for, man. like, 10 years now. Oof. And so it's not, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to adjust my body clock again, you know? Like, even yeah. even when I'm here till, like, 3 or 4 in the morning these days, yeah. I go home and I, I still can't sleep usually past, like, 9. Oh, yeah? It's just, yeah. like, and I start waking up at 7 and, and, and I'm like, uh, you're allowed to sleep in, go back to bed. and then But I you still, like, can't. it's, like, 9-ish. And um, yeah, I'm going to have thing. to switch that body clock a little bit. And I think working till four is going to be, you know. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to snap back into it. And I'm going to have to get my chops back, you know, as far as, like, actually making drinks and, you know, shaking up yeah. cocktails and all that kind of stuff. It's like, if you don't use those, if you don't hone that skill, you will lose you it. lose so, it. Yeah. Um, it always comes back to me, but, like, I work one shift and, like, I can't walk the next day. No, yeah. I'm like... I like I I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. And and we we've been working shifts. I I didn't give up a shift until um I think we finally covered all our shifts like a few months ago. But even before the pandemic I was working one shift a week and um and he was working one shift a week and now we finally have enough staff since you know the since the pandemic we like had to rehire a, a bunch of people and we finally have enough that we don't have to work a shift nice. and then every so often like someone will call out and we'll cover a shift and I'm like ah fuck yeah. I can't I can't 
Yeah. I can't do this anymore. No, you gotta stay in the rhythm <laughs> yeah. of it, or else it gets like to just do it once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it feels like. A, and then I'm like, how long is this shift? Eight hours? I know. What? What? That's crazy. Yeah. I've been pleading with people on the podcast and on Twitter that if you just got COVID and you're over it, go out. Go the fuck out. Yeah. Go out as much as you can. Pick your favorite places and go there as much as you can. Find a new place because they might not be there when you decide it's 100% safe. Right. They might not still be there. So um, I have a segment... Um, I have one segment on the show, on this show, um, called You Won't Believe the Fucking Day I Had. (laughs) And it was my idea to have people write in and tell me about their day as if they were sitting in the bar and they walked in and they were like, oh my God, you won't believe the fucking day I had. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever emails me. So I look at Reddit, am I the asshole? Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I like to read one and then bitch about people. So (laughs) I picked one that was restaurant-based. I think this one, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to use it, but I was definitely going to, like, bring it up to Stuart, but I think I'm going to use it because I think it's hilarious. So am I the asshole for having different food delivered? I'm 19, female, And I've been a picky eater my entire life. I don't have any dietary restrictions that I know of, but I usually hate most things I eat. My family went out to a hibachi restaurant and forced me to come with them. (laughs) Normally, my mom will buy me fast food when we go out to dinner, but she didn't stop this time because we were running late and advised me to just get the hibachi chicken and I'll live. I complained that I'd hate it. And my mom said I should try it because I might like it and because she's been letting me live off chicken nuggets and instant ramen for too long. (laughs) But I really don't like most other foods. (laughs) So I had some Burger King delivered to the hibachi place and ate it while the rest of my family enjoyed their hibachi. Everyone in the restaurant looked at me funny, but I didn't care and just enjoyed my chicken fries. When we got home, My mom said I embarrassed them in the restaurant by getting fast food delivered. But she didn't stop, but but she didn't stop for me. And I paid for the delivery myself. (laughs) Am I the asshole? (laughs) Edit, no, I'm not autistic and I don't have any sensory issues. I literally just don't like most foods. Edit two, okay, okay, I get it. I'm the asshole here. So you don't have to DM me just to tell me that. Stop. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't know that they're she's doing that. Um, but you know, I, I certainly, if I was a hibachi place, I'd be like, you can't have that here. You, yes, just, you just can't. Of you have to leave if you want to go eat it, or you can put it away and eat it when you leave. Or yeah. you know, you got to be kind of strict about that. Um, Does anybody ever try to bring their own food here? I mean, not. I mean, I, there, there have been times in the past. Um, I remember when we first opened. These people had a pizza delivered here, uh-huh. and I was sort of like, "What are you fucking doing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "You can't eat that in here." So they literally went. They were sitting in that front window. So uh-huh. they, they went outside and they kept the window open, and they were they were just eating it right in the front. I'm like, "No, no, you can't. Uh, like none of this, none of this, or whatever." And, this um, is a restaurant. Yeah, she was like, "Are you a restaurant or a bar?" And I was like, "We're both." 
you know? Like, <laughs> and um, one time we so had a entitled. mom who got her kid like a, like two slices of pizza, and I had mm. a manager that was not having it, you know? Uh-huh. Um, it's a pretty insulting thing to do. Uh, it is. You know? Especially they, in a restaurant. Yeah, and like, you know, I, the idea that people can like kind of go into places and not have any kind of understanding that like, you know, every seat sort of costs money. Yes. You know, is it, it gets you annoyed, you know? Yes. Like, uh, you know, I know when we opened, I was advised by people who work at Blue Ribbon. They're like, well, no, you know, no free refills on soda. And like, uh-huh. you know, you got to bang them shit out because they're not yeah. getting a drink, you know? Yeah. And it's not a very popular policy, uh, obviously, but... Um, but yeah, they, that's what really bothers me about it is when people kind of, it's like they, they don't really see it for what it really is. And yeah. It's like it needs to function. So if You're, you don't want to eat here, and if I was a parent, I would just be like, well, then just don't come. Yeah. You know, and I, I and I think at 19, it's a little questionable because maybe the parents are a bit of the asshole for even I letting mean, her come. I mean, maybe for even, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, she, a, she sounds, she if you didn't terrible. tell me how old she was, I would think she was 14. Yes. And she does seem yes. terrible for sure. Yes. And but I'm like, 19 is too old to be like, my mommy didn't buy me my Burger King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> She's very bratty. Yes. And that is embarrassing if, like, that's yeah. all you can eat. It's and like, the mom was like, look, we're going to dinner. Just have what's there. And then she, like, went on her phone and ordered Seamless yeah. to the restaurant. Like, right. Like, so it's even worse because, like, right. the delivery guy came in. Right. And she, like, took it. And then, like, opened it up right. and ate her chicken fries. I'm getting angry, it's like, so listening awful. to this. Yeah, it's, it's like, so awful. We're... I mean, even just getting... When we were, I remember when we were kids, my friend yeah. was like, could you imagine? Because we, we would sometimes, like, walk to the local, like, mall that had a McDonald's uh-huh. in it, you know? Uh-huh. But, like, and it, we, he used to be like, oh, man, what if they could deliver McDonald's? I know. We, we that would have been was, amazing. Yeah, we thought it was the greatest thing. Now I'm an adult, and I'm like, no, this is totally fucking pointless. Yeah. No one should get on a vehicle and drive an $8, you know, yes. amount of food to somebody yes. that's just insanely wasteful. It's Yes. You know, I, I, one time I was coming out of my apartment. We had, like, uh, four grad students living above us. They were uh. all very nice uh, women. Um, but I, I opened the door, and, and the woman was like, delivery? And I was like, uh... And, and then she was like, oh, no, no, that's mine. And then I, like, realized she'd gotten a smoothie delivered. And this woman had driven her car to deliver yeah. one smoothie. Wow. And I just was like, this, you know, like, I'm sure you, you are <laughs> concerned about global warming and stuff, but you don't, it doesn't enter your brain at any iota. That's, that's the other thing with Seamless, and I'm definitely guilty of it, because we live in Kensington, and a lot of the places we like are in this neighborhood, and they would never deliver to Kensington. But now with Seamless, like, if you pay enough, I can get pizza from here delivered, you know, like, four miles away, and it's it's kind of crazy because the amount of gas mm-hmm. to get me my pizza so wasteful. Yeah. And there's there are plenty of fine enough pizza places. Right. Like right there. We do our best. You know, we we generally try to call the place directly, pay cash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tip in cash, and we get we get some really good feedback from doing that. Um, but every so often, it's like. We need, like, we're hungover and we need ramen, and it's like, there's none in this neighborhood, and it's gonna cost us $80, right. but we're gonna get two two soups for $80. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we, we deserve we deserve that. Yeah. Um, the, the scales are so, <laughs> so out of whack, I feel like. These it's days, crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. We, at Hinterlands, we're not a restaurant, um, but we do serve food. So we tell people they can't bring in their own food, 
but we'll let it slide. We're like, just remember for next time. Or if someone's like, I'm a vegan and you don't have anything vegan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Or I'm gluten-free and you don't have anything. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Like if it's one person out of six, but they will always ask. And like, this is clearly a restaurant. They're like, yeah. oh, there's a full, you can see the kitchen. Yeah. So. That's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, these and people were obviously, like, in their mid-20s when they were, yeah. like, had a pizza delivered here, you know? Yeah. And I was just like... And someone has to clean it. Yeah. yeah like, no, always, like, you have to pay somebody to clean that. Right. That, That's crazy. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, that was... But, <laughs> but ultimately, we, did, we didn't have too much of that over the years, I don't think, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's just that, that the concept that, like, you, you don't understand the... the broader, you know, universe that you're sort of living in, you know what I mean? You're so clued out. It's just such a, you know... You just want what you want. Yeah, solipsistic sort of uh, approach to things. It's like, if we stayed home, I could get pizza, and he could get Chinese food, and like, why can't I do that here in your restaurant? Right, And it's like, but... No, yeah. (laughs) You can't have that. (laughs) You you don't, you gotta understand something. When you sit down, you're renting that spot from from me until you leave, basically, in a sense, you know? And it's like, and I don't, you know, I don't generally care. I love, I like people, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it's like, but when you're not sort of playing by the rules, then you're putting me in this awkward position. You know, like recently I just, I had to, I, I had to take chicken nuggets off the menu because all mm. the parents can, they can, I didn't take it out of the kitchen. Uh-huh. But I just took it off the actual menu because I saw so many adults getting it. It's $9. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I probably should charge more like 14 because it comes uh-huh. with this, you know, hefty portion of fries, but that's all just because I'm trying to give parents a reason to like, bring you know, their kids bring, in you here. want to come out to dinner and we have great chicken nuggets for your kids and it's only nine dollars. You know, that's the reasoning behind it. Yeah. So then when you're here at like eleven o'clock at night and you see somebody, like I was sitting at the bar and I saw like four chicken nuggets go up in the thing and I was uh-huh. just like, Nico, what the fuck is that? You know, like, <laughs> and he's like, well, it's on the menu. I'm like, well, I'm fucking taking, I'm taking it off right now because I put kids chicken nuggets. Yeah. I, sometimes I put like. No, uh, not not after 9 p.m. or whatever. You know, uh-huh. I've, tried, I've tried to hint that, like, don't be that person that yeah. gets the chicken nuggets. And then just and, do it. And then there was one time when mm-hmm. a guy was like, he ordered chicken nuggets, and I was like, all right, it was during brunch. And then when he was leaving, he says, uh, hey, I, you know, sorry I got the chicken nuggets. I know it's weird, but uh, I'm a teacher, and one of my students said that you guys have the best chicken nuggets on earth. So I had to try them. Okay. And then I was like, oh, now I feel like a jerk. You know, <laughs> sitting here. I shouldn't have spit in your chicken nuggets. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would try to order for me off the children's menu, and I would be mad because it would say, like, kids 12 and under, and I'd be like, I'm 13. Like, mm. how could you do that? And she's like, she's like, they won't know. And I'm like, they'll know. And she's like, just just get it. And I'm like, no, I want an adult, I want an adult hamburger. And it's like, I never finished it. Right. And and it was like a whole thing. I was like, no, we're like I'm 13. I can't have the the children's menu. I'm too old. Right. And right. she was like, Shh, we can get away with it. It's only a year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like a whole like we were in we were like perpetrating a crime. Right, you know, right, to try right, to get right, the right. children's portion. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now it's like nobody cares. Yeah. Um, did I miss, did we miss anything? Is there anything else that uh, that that happened that's happening? So do you, do you have an estimated time frame? Yeah, well, I, I'm still I st- things are a little up in the air still. I think I've got to figure out what, exactly how to get all this stuff out, um, which we're sort of working on. We've hit a couple dead ends. That's why I want to get that number of that guy to, yeah. from you before you leave. Um, 
when I know when that's happening, it'll be a lot more settled. But I think the biggest thing, the thing that's going to take the longest is when we pull this out, we're going to put a booth back there with some tables uh-huh. so we can have like a, you know, place for groups to go. Mm-hmm. And um, the friend of mine that builds them, he's like kind of busy right now, so he can't really start it till like mid-February. Okay. But when that thing is built, by the time it's built and, you know, all the other stuff will be done because mm-hmm. the other stuff is like... Uh, if I let's say I do do an auction or something like that, this will all be gone in like a day, and then the work that the contractor will do to the floor will probably take you know maybe three days, four days, something like that, and then it's just I got to take the sign down, paint the new sign, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, there's like a few little details I've got to do around here, but the main thing is sort of getting that booth, and then when I do and we get it installed, I can just turn the lights back on because I don't have to get like signed off by the Department of Buildings. Yes. I don't have to get signed off by, um, yeah. you know, the gas company. You know, like, yeah. I have all my permits. So so when the booth is ready, I'm ready. Okay. And then we'll do it. So I, I've been shooting for, like, St. Patrick's like, Day. Okay. So we'll see. Um, at some point, I'm going to need to have revenue So are you going to change the... Are you going to get a new website? Yeah, I'm still thinking that. Um, I was actually going to talk to some of my bar-owning friends and mm-hmm. see how important it is. Like, our website is, you know, I don't know if it's even, it's not expensive, but if it's a, if it's a cost I can get rid of, mm-hmm. you know, because the website I use is very, it's, like, meant for restaurants, and so, uh, like, you can, it's very easy to change your menu on it, which was, like, it used to be a huge pain in the ass yeah. for me, and so now, the, like, so it's a very good, you know, thing for restaurant web pages. I, I like the company. Um, but I don't know how much I'm going to need it more so than just, like, the address of the place. It's not like um, yeah. there's no menu to upload. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just going to be... So whatever it is, it's going to be sort of static, I would think. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm going to have, you know, ongoing bands that I have to update, like Freddy's or something like that. Yeah. So it's just going to be more... I don't know. I That part I have to sort of figure out. Um, I think I'm going to get rid of the posi system and just go back to... I have an old-school register... And storage oh, that I yeah. initially wanted to use, but only lasted like the first two weeks. And you went to a POS. Yeah, actually, it lasted longer than that. But yeah, we did go to POS. Um, We're holdouts. We don't have a POS. But I imagine it makes inventory much easier. I mean, I, I feel like if I work enough, I can kind of stay on top of that sort of stuff and I can kind of gauge it. I think what I might do is tell them uh, I'm going to, I want to suspend my account. Uh-huh. You guys can still, they're my, they're also my credit card processors. Okay. So, like, Toast, the system we use, uh-huh. is actually fairly cheap because they they want to just get your credit card sales, basically. Oh, so, okay. they, so there was no, like, down payment. Like, it just was, a, if they installed they everything and it was it like a, and then, yeah, and then it's just a monthly fee. Okay. So. Um, You're selling so me I, on toast. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could like, put the stuff in the basement, suspend that part of my account, and then if I feel like I need it, I think I could probably be like, all right, I'm going to go back to using it or whatever. But even then, okay. I would still only have one terminal. Yeah. And I just... I was so set on the register that I bought when we when we opened this place, uh, and I found and it never finally, got to yeah, use it. and I never got to use it. Was it like an old school? Yeah, it's an yeah. old school, like like the one, not the one you know. Freddie says. There's a super old school, but like like no, not common one. I don't know O'Connor. I think O'Connor's. Oh, yeah, O'Connor's had yeah. a great with one. like four keys. National yeah. ca- cash register. I like that register. Yeah. O'Connor's um, the highest denomination on O'Connor's was three dollars. So wow. you got around for twenty bucks. It's three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, wow. eighteen, twenty. Wow! I worked 20, in a place that had two. forty. Was the highest mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30, 40. And it's funny because there was room for the rest, but they were like, no one will ever need it. We right, don't have to put right, that right. in there. Yeah, I mean, O'Connor's. <laughs> that register from O'Connor's was probably from the thirties. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess what we want to plug is come to Sidecar. What's the last day? 
January 31st. January. It's a Monday. We were I'm sort of planning on making it the Sunday the 30th, but my messaging was kind of like unclear. So I'm just saying, all right, fuck it. We're going to stay open on that Monday as well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that's... That's so the last So come date. by, get come. some fried chicken. Yeah. Get some... Uh, some bean dips, some gambas. Yeah, get all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, come, come and get it while um, you can. While you can. Some french fries. Um, please, please, please support your local bars and restaurants. If you are comfortable going out, go out for somebody who's not comfortable. Like, go out twice. Yeah. Go out for you and go out for somebody that is maybe immune deficient or whatever it is. Go out as much as you can. Um, I want to plug Hinterlands, Minis. Um, Hinterlands is going to be doing a drag bingo one night only on January 30th. Um, you can also find uh, my husband, Stuart, at the Flophouse podcast. And um, what else? Is that everything? Uh, I guess so. And look for the new place. So, um, Facebook. Yeah, I'll probably keep my all my same media, yeah. social media accounts, out, and I'll just change the name check on them. Out I guess the, so. all their websites to come support them when they reopen. Bart, thank you so much. Charlene, what a pleasure. Uh, yeah, this has been I Know the Owner. I'm Charlene Wellington, and this is Bart DeCourcy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I know the owner. I know the owner. I know the owner.